Hey guys, welcome to episode 67 of the JV Club. Woo, my voice is sounding awesome. Um, I know you think this is probably because I've been smoking so many cigarettes and drinking so much whiskey, but I have to tell you, it's because I have a cold. Um, thank goodness we are on hiatus from recording Cora this week because this would be bad news. Um, I'm going to obviously keep this intro pretty short because I just don't have that much of a voice. Um, I'm very excited to welcome you into the episode with Jolie Jenkins. Uh, she is a buddy of mine that I have known almost the whole time I was here. Uh, I've been here in Los Angeles, and um, I think she's got a, a lot of marvelous things to say to the world. So happy to have her on. I wanted to just assure you guys that um, we are working on JV Club t-shirts. I've got a couple of different companies who are talking to me about what their lead times are going to be, uh, where we've got a design. Um I'll have some more information for you soon. Wow, this this is like the hardest it's been to talk in a long time. Uh, and everybody knows I love the sound of my own voice. So what a letdown. I got to get some shout outs in there straight away. Oh, I wanted to reassure you, uh, in no way am I planning on changing my intro from Hey Guys to Hey Janitors. I think we're just going to be referring to janitors in other contexts uh, as we go along. Um... I can't reiterate enough how much talking is a struggle right now. Chelsea E, I want to thank you for your email. Tammy H, Jackie F, uh, Jean-Paul, thank you guys so much for your emails. Everyone on the Clea Nerdist page, I responded to you individually uh, in the comment section. Thank you so much for weighing in. Nicole C uh, on Facebook, Aaron B, you want a uh, bigger New Zealand recap. And there are some others of you who have expressed that too. I do. I need to give you more of a breakdown on what happened on New Zealand. I was going to do it in this intro, but as you can tell, I just don't have the voice for it. Um, Jamie S. Thank you so much for providing a waffle recipe on Facebook. I also sent it to Sandra. Stephen B. Thanks for your guest suggestion. Uh, Holly and Michelle and everybody else who's interested in trying to see the first season of Burning Love. Yeah, I don't know where you can see that right now because ever since it aired on E, I don't think it's available online. So I'm going to get into that and try to find out where it is. And then Kelly R. Thanks for posting that picture of the hummingbird nest um, inspired, uh, uh, painting that you saw. Um, I got to stop talking guys. So I'm going to skip, uh, Twitter for now, but, uh, enjoy the episode. Um, we do go into the, I, I can't remember. Do we do a junior varsity section? I can't remember in another recent episode I did. So no worries that, uh, section is alive and well, if, um, sporadic and, uh, I'll talk to you guys soon. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. I gotta go to the doctor. Now entering Nerdist.com. people on the podcast before where I've said, oh my gosh, it's taken so long for this to happen. But the difference here with Jolie, and feel free to talk whenever you want. I don't want you to feel like I, I, I will I'd like, you need an introduction. But um, with you, we've gone as far as literally scheduling a time and date 
and it's Several and times. every time something falls through. It's so that's true. pretty rare. It's pretty rare. There's a lot of like, oh, we'll make it happen someday kind of, you know, talk that happens with too busy people, but this one was like, we really fucking meant it. Like, we really tried. I have a really long chain of texts. Yeah. Don't uh, ever get rid of them. <laughs> I won't. They're going to be worth so them. much money. <laughs> I cherish them. You're going to be so rich from those texts. Um, and so when Jolie and I finally made it work, and this is our second attempt, even just this week alone, uh, I'm delighted to report that she showed up with fresh baked cookies. Now, everybody knows that I have a gluten allergy. <laughs> And so I had the moment where I was like, do I say something and just be honest and say, oh my God, I can't eat these, but someone in my life will love these before I could even get it out. What did you say? I said, first of all, I said, I don't know how you feel about gluten. And I said, frankly, how I feel is I can't have it. And then I looked at the cookies and I said, gluten free. And I, my eyes got big, my mouth dropped open. (laughs) I got really excited. Now, I also don't do, I don't really do dairy. Um, I can tolerate dairy if I take a dairy, like a lactose pill, but I don't usually, as a practice, eat dairy. Then what did you say? I didn't say that, by the way. I didn't say it. Just was excited that I was gluten-free. <laughs> I said, vegan. I mean, you guys. Chocolate. But are you gluten-free? Or do uh, you just n- do it to be safe? Because you don't completely. know about it. No, I, um, I, uh, I, I'm pretty equal opportunity, but I I go through stints where I kind of cut stuff out. Yeah. I really do feel so much better when I'm not eating. Okay, you do. Okay. I, I do. So that's what most I people say, I, even though they don't have, you know, even if they don't have an allergy. I don't have an allergy, but I yeah. do really feel so much better. Yeah. So and I'm, I am on, I am in a stint. Are you in a stint? On a stint? I think you're in a stint. I'm in a stint. So I, <laughs> I thought We need to I stop would. the podcast until we answer that <laughs> grammatical question. I'm, um, yes, I'm having stint. one of those times. How long has this, has this particular day five? Day, okay. Day five. Day five. Okay. Do you plan like how long you're going to not do it or you just no, sort of no, notice yourself I just, going, yeah. oh, I kind of feel like I don't want to do this for a while. Yeah. Mainly it's, it's alcohol. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really drink either. I guess that That's much. good. It's good. I, I, I it just dehydrates me so like much. I'm not like a boozer. I just, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I'll, I just, it's, you know, oh God. Do we, are we really talking about this right I now? I guess we are. We don't um, have to. No, it's, uh, I just feel so much, be- I feel better yeah. without it. Yeah. But I like it. I like, you know, a glass of wine. Well, that's part of getting older too, I think, is that you just start <laughs> noticing the know, things that, you things just have a deeper impact on you faster <laughs> and with less of them I know. than anything. Like exercise makes you feel creakier. Uh, you know, sleep makes, I wake up sore from sleeping now. Like, I don't know when <laughs> I know. that happened, but. I know. The oh. fact that I have to like get up and like work through the fact that I was lying <laughs> down for eight hours. That's sad. Yeah, it is sad. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, guys. Yeah. Aging. Nobody doesn't no bueno. love hearing no women bueno. complain about aging. It is the <laughs> best. That is why I started this podcast. It's not really why I started this podcast. Um, but then we got into trading do- dog stories because obviously Scott is here. Uh, I've learned that Lena is uh, Jolie's dog. She seems very cute She's indeed. She's really sweet. She's got very nice manners and she knows a lot of um, commands. <laughs> yeah, I know. Commands suddenly sounds really it sounds harsh. Like I'm a yeah, slave driver. <laughs> but, so she um, made the cookies. She she did. Got it. She's, She's getting better. Wow, she really, I'm excited to taste them. (laughs) I mean, I'm really nervous to taste them now, but I'm also more excited than I was when I thought you made them. There might be some dog hair in there, but otherwise. No, she's great. She's 11. My husband and I rescued her when she was 
maybe one. Okay. Uh, they didn't know her exact age, but she. I didn't. I guess I didn't realize you'd been with your current hu- your current husband. I don't mean you've been married. <laughs> my first before. husband. Still with my first husband. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if I realized you guys have been together that long. That's pretty. Yeah, great. we really have. We've been together for fifteen years and married for twelve. That is amazing. That's marriage really cool. Is, Congratulations. Yeah, crazy, it's hard, man. right? Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big deal. It is a big deal. Yeah. It is a big deal. Especially in this crazy town. I know. It's a crazy town. I know. Yeah, it's it's good. We've we've um we've I think we were smooth sailing for a really long time and we're such good friends. We're so close and um I after being with someone for over a decade and getting older and you know, being sore and yeah. sleeping. Yeah. Um you have to make sure that you're growing together and Couldn't evolving together. And it's, it's challenging. I think it's, yeah. so we're, we've been working on that a lot this year and it's, it's, it's good, but it's, it's challenging. I think that, I mean, that's totally true, but it's, it, the fact that you're working on it is, I mean, absolutely speaks volumes that you're both present to it. Right. Cause yeah. it's exactly what you're saying. It's like, I remember, I mean, I don't air a lot of, I don't air like dirty laundry about my past relationships or anything like that. And, and heavens knows I'm on Chris's network. So it's like, we're still close and I care very much about him, but you know, the conversation that you sort of start having as you realize that maybe something isn't meant to be forever is, you know, what choices are you making? And principally, are you both choosing each other every day? And I think we both got so, you know, caught up in work and kind of taking each other for granted that that when we both walked away, we were able to sort of go, I will always love you. But like I stopped, we stopped sort of choosing to do that work together as a couple. And that's just what happens sometimes. But I, but I love, I love the idea of both people being invested in wanting to make that choice. I do too. (laughs) (laughs) Thankfully. I do. I mean, it's, yeah, I think it's really easy to just, especially when you, you get along really well and it's, it's, it's kind of easy to let things roll. Yeah, nothing's and, really wrong and you yeah, don't argue that much. I mean, exactly. that's how, yeah, that's, I totally relate to that. It's like, oh, we have a great, we're yeah. such great friends. And like, you sort of mistake that for, oh, this doesn't need to be paid attention to. Exactly. Because it's like this hearty plant that doesn't need yeah. much water. But it, it, but it's been so good for us to kind of get in there and nurture some stuff and yeah. communicate on a whole different level than we have been. It's really, it's been, it's been a good, good for us. Yeah. That's a journey yeah, totally, for sure. Totally. Um, I just want to say very quickly that I'm feeling self-conscious um, because <clears throat> ever since I got back from New Zealand, I'm not sick. I mean, we discussed this briefly before we started the podcast that I have this jet lag that I think I finally shaken. But sometimes when I go out riding, my voice just gets so husky. And the other day I was like trying to sing along to a song and my voice was so husky, like I couldn't hit a high note that I normally would have been able to hit. And I'm now I'm like, what's going on with me? I wonder if it's allergies. It might from be. Breathing in. I think it might you be. Know, the delicious LA I know. air. I'm afraid you might be right. I may have I don't, to go we, take I a trip. I don't tr- want to know. What like what we're particulates breathing? we're breathing, I know. I go hiking a lot. I was going to ask if you yeah, exercise I, indoors I hike, or outdoors. Um, in Runyon Canyon a lot with my dog. Uh-huh. And um, I'll be standing up on a hill and I'll look out and I'll think, I'll see the smog and think, oh God, that's so gross. 
all that smog over there. <clears throat> over there. Over there. <laughs> slightly down the uh-huh. hill from and where you will inevitably I'm, end I'm, up. I'm it's over here I too, know. where I am. I know. But I But I don't I like exercising in, in a gym. I don't either. Right? I just don't I won't really I do either. it. I went through a phase where I did. I yeah. loved spinning. And then I bought a bike and I was like, I can never go back to being inside. I like s- certain classes, you yeah. know, but I, 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 I the, the whole g- going to the gym and like getting on a treadmill or something. That's that just feels punishment. like it is. It it's feels punishment. like it's a thing you're doing to yourself. Like, this is good for you. Damn it. <laughs> I know. It's and awful. I don't know. The, mm-hmm. You know, people who can get excited about that process, like, listen, I'm just going to go catch up on the newspaper while I'm on the treadmill for an hour in the morning or whatever that God looks like. You. God, God bless you. God bless you. But that's uh-uh. not so much me either. I do enjoy a good hike. I do too. Have you noticed um, Lena, like, is she slowing down? Yeah, since you've she been- is. She's really slowing down. She is. Yeah. In fact, I have to, I mean, she's... I, I could take her off leash. She'll, she's so good about, you know, she won't run away yeah, or anything. Yeah. But I have to leash her now because what will happen is she'll kind of lag behind me sniffing something mm-hmm. and then she'll run to catch up with me yeah and she'll pull something oh, or no. she'll be limp i oh, know it's so yeah. sad it's heartbreaking yeah to, to see her limping and she's got some arthritis and oh i know we just don't want them for so long they act exactly the same and then something and it, then you sort of start going oh i'm aging so are they right that's a thing yeah and it, you just see it so much faster in them yeah but she's good. I mean, if I if I keep her on a leash, she'll kind of warm up and I can take her off, you know, like halfway through the hike or yeah. something. Um, she has to warm up. She's like got to warm all up. Do. She's got to warm up stretches. Up. Mm-hmm. I get it. Mm-hmm. Would you ever, have you had any other pets in the time that you've had her for those 10 no. years? Yeah. No. And uh, I, I we've thought about maybe getting another dog, but I don't know if she... She's really alpha. And she if, is. if she can't, she, I, I don't think she could handle another dog in the house. Yeah. It's, it's, I don't think. So you're basing that off of kind of the way she behaves like outside of the house. Yeah. Or have well, you had other dogs come we over? We have. We, uh, we've had I should have a, told, this is a dog show. I just want to make sure make it clear that my podcast um, is a dog, dog only <laughs> podcast. Uh, yeah. We've had a couple friends bring their dogs over and it's not, it's not gone great. She's just really protective of her food. And really, even if we move the food, she's really, um, it's just her territory. She's just, she's okay. protective. It's funny because I thought that he would be like that because of the husky in him. It just turns out you just don't, it has nothing to do with anything. You yeah. know what I mean? You never know what you're going to get. You can't control. I mean, you may make a decision not to get a pit bull because you have certain expectations about what that's going to mean. And then you get a mutt that you think is going to be like the least aggressive dog ever. And then it turns out that that mutt doesn't really get along with other dogs. Like you just don't know. And you can sort of try to protect yourself as best you can. But I think, I mean, I'm in the space now where I am, uh, as I was telling you, and I'll tell, I'll sort of talk about that more, um, to monopolize the conversation yet further, (laughs) but that you don't, that like you, once you've gotten used to an animal and you sort of have your relationship with them, like to me, it's not that it's not just like a blase thing to be like, you know what? I'm going to get another dog. You know, it feels like a really big deal. I think for some people they feel 
Some people do. Some people feel are. Like, whatever. Let's well, just, that's more how I feel. the more the merrier. This woman that I've but, been talking to with this Husky Rescue place where I've been, you know, coveting this one dog, I, like, the more questions I ask and the more sort of tentative I am just because I want to make sure everybody's making the right choice and that, you know, it's going to be a fit and all that. I feel like it's alarming to her because I think she's used to people just being like, yeah, seems like they get along great. Or like, <laughs> yeah, we just decided we want a dog. It's like all the stuff that the rescues are so careful and specific and particular to try to screen people out that like maybe she doesn't know how to handle me being just as kind of like anal about it on my side or something. But it's like everything I ask somehow makes her suspicious that I'm not going to be a good (laughs) parent instead of her being like, wow, you really care thorough and she really wants to make the right choice. And like, she doesn't, I don't know. It's weird. It's like a really weird subculture, the sort of like animal rescue world. I I mean, I think you should, do your due diligence and ask questions. But I think that if you have a good feeling about the dog and they were okay in their first meeting, yeah, they I were kind of think dogs can, it's like dog justice. Like they work it out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I think dog justice. <laughs> yeah. I think no, you're probably right. Work and out I, the, who's the alpha and who, you know, and yeah, well, I will say, just lo- like long story short, guys, I did. Um, I, I these guys know I fostered some kittens because I thought maybe I was going to get another cat after I lost my cat Luca, and I just can't. I can't get interested in another cat, and my heart is so broken. It still sort of belongs to her, and the kittens are really cute. But that like I didn't want like a tiny kitten with Scott like full time. It just is kind of a that's a huge commitment. Like a tiny little kitten that's going to destroy everything, frankly. Mm. But um, but. I also just wanted to test it out to see, like, am I ready to have another cat, you know, full time? And the the longer that's gone by with Luca being gone, and mind you, it's still only been like six months, I just keep feeling like, yeah, but she was so great. I'm never going to get another Aww. cat like her. So in some of the friends that I have who work in rescue are like, you know, because now I look at my dog and go, he's 10. God, I never want to think about losing him. And I'll never want to get another dog after if I lose him because he really is like the best dog in the world. And people are like, well, you might want to think about getting a dog while he's still active and healthy because younger dogs are known to reinvigorate older dogs if it's a good fit. And... You know, frankly, you'll then still, you, yeah, when you lose you him, a, I'll have someone that I can love and give <laughs> care to. And it's not a matter of like, I have to get over Scott for three years before I can even get another dog. Yeah. I'll just be totally oh. alone. I can't even, I'm, I'm in just like the smog. I'm in complete denial about my dog not being here. I know me too. At, I was too until my cat died. And then all of a sudden everything looked yeah. different to me. Everything. <laughs> now, like for the first month after my cat died, I couldn't look at him without tearing up because I, all I'm I could sure. think was I he's going to die. Oh, he's going to die. God, he's going to die. He's going to die. It's so crazy how, how conveniently we all kind of check out on mortality because it's not super healthy to focus it on all the time. But our culture, and I've said this before on the podcast, but our culture is just not socialized to accept death yeah, at all. It's true. So we just don't even know how really to process that until it's happening. And then we're like, oh God, it feels like this. This is dreadful. It's awful. Yeah. It's a little bit of a downer. <laughs> so I started looking for this. I started looking around, kind of looking on Pet Finder. I took my time, you know, over the last few weeks. I've been kind of like looking around and I I, I couldn't even get that excited 
Like I was so tentative about the whole thing that I couldn't even bring myself to like meet an, a new dog of all the dogs I was looking at videos online going to pet finder searching through like the you know I don't I don't I wasn't looking for a purebred or anything like that I just know that I really like huskies because Scott's husky you if, if you knew you wanted. I would never go to like a you know a place where like they well, weren't I, rescued I, no, I, I or you meant, know a breeder know. or anything like right. that but that would that's yeah like gross I would never ever 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 I would only ever do rescue but you know you like mutts because they, yeah. they the, they're sort of like natural quote unquote temperament. But that's what I was saying earlier about you know you think you're making a choice to get a certain type of dog, and that doesn't really mean anything yeah. necessarily, other than like you know certain dogs are pr- certain more purebred, or- yeah, or certain or certain dogs are more pure, like purebred dogs have trouble breathing because right. they're you know right. they're pugs and their snouts are messed up, or <laughs> you know they or they do or they are aggressive or they are. Um, or they get hip dysplasia worse or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but I just, I just, the reason that I responded to the dog that I did really doesn't have anything to do with the fact. I mean, I like that she's a husky. I sort of wish she was a mix. This particular one that I fell in love with is not. She's purebred. But um, I don't know. I mean, I met her and these they totally got along. He like... I don't want to say he was really excited about her. He wasn't like, you're my new best friend, but he's not like that with any dog. He's cool with with pretty much every dog. He's like interested in them in for a while. And then he's more interested in like his environment. If he's in a different place here, I think he's more interested in the dog. You know, I'm, like, because he's used I'm to his sure home. There would be such buddies. I mean, she was I really excited they'd, they'd about him. Great. She's four and a half, and so she was sort of following him around and sniffing, and I he was like cool with it. And I think there was a point at which she was trying to play with him, and he was just over it because he was tired and mm-hmm, bored. Mm-hmm. It was really hot <laughs> in Palmdale, and he did sort of like. She came over and I think she tried to engage him, and he just kind of looked at her very mildly, like as he's lying on the ground, was like, Mwah. and she just don't completely yeah. like bounded away like okay you're the boss you don't want to play right now that's cool so i mean they got they definitely got along but um you know it's just scary to go wow i'm really gonna bring this new animal in yeah i think i kind of think you should do it i really want to i think you should well i got into this whole exchange with her where i started to feel like i she wasn't she thought it was going to be a terrible owner again because i was like what's your policy do you know do you have a trial period um, can you foster to adopt? Like I, just the questions that you're sort of trained yeah. to ask, whether or not your own answer is going to be, I'm still just going to go out and adopt her or not. You just want to kind of know how these people conduct Absolutely. themselves. And, um, and she just started to seem, I think she, I started to get this vibe from her that she was like, well, you clearly like, you know, maybe your dog's a problem dog. Like maybe you're worried about this because your dog's a problem or something. And I was like, you don't understand. My dog is like so wonderful and so accommodating of other dogs. Like when other dogs come over here in no way is he territorial, like other dogs, like so many other dogs come over here and hang out and you know, they are allowed up on the couch and he's not like, he just doesn't because that's what, you know, my friend's dog, they're small. So it's not that big of a deal. Right. My dog's big. Now I let him up on the couch because I didn't want him to feel bad. That's a great sign. That yeah, he but he's be... just like, okay, you're here now. Great. There's nothing about him that's territorial. So it's not about him. It's not about like me thinking that somebody's in trouble with him. It's just wanting to make sure he's taken care of. Because yeah. of course, like my priority right now is making sure that my current dog is happy. So. Does, is there any kind of trial period with her? With this? Well, you know, the good thing is she said that a standard trial period is basically 14 days, but she also said, you know, I'm a rescuer. I'll always take her back. Like, 
there's no, the trial period is forever because if in a year something happens, I'm not going to let anything bad happen yeah. to this dog that I rescued once. So you could always bring her back here. I don't want you to. That's yeah. not what this is for. Right. But I'm making her sound way more rational than she is. <laughs> well, she's not that rational. She's not the best communicator. Maybe you should rescue the dog from her. That's how I feel. I'm not even kidding you. And like I was saying, I felt I was transferring my feelings about <laughs> her onto the dog. And that's probably why I was getting so anxious and asking so many questions because the dog is fine, but she is so shrill and so I'm pretty sure she doesn't listen to this podcast. She's so shrill Hi, and so like, oh God, she's just, it's just like, you know, like I brought Scott now I'm just, this is a complaining podcast. I brought Scott and like, she has like 12 Huskies that she's rescued that, you know, she's out in Palmdale, which is like so hot, which is, I feel bad for the Huskies, but, um, and of course my dog gets there and like he's sniffing all the places where the dogs have marked where they feed. Mm-hmm. So that's what dogs do, male especially male dogs. He smells the the pee, he pees on the other side of where the pee is like to mark that he's been right. there. She goes within like 30 seconds of us meeting. She goes, "Why he sure pees a lot, huh?" And that's her voice. And I was like, <laughs> "Um, yeah, well he's he's a dog. He's marking. And he, he's marking. Yeah, he smells the- other dogs and then she was like his tail's pretty thin have you gotten his thyroid checked he's probably not healthy and i was like yes i have had his thyroid checked he just had a full senior panel and the reason his tail is thinning is because he got a hot spot when my cat died and he was bummed out so we had to shave his tail at the vet to like put the ointment on so that his tail would get better so now he has a scraggly tail thanks for pointing that out i'm not abusing my dog and i'm not (laughs) ignoring his health problems you know what i mean it's just like the second she's just ready for everyone to be the bad guy and i get it because what those people see and the kind of conditions that they rescue dogs from are horrible right but they're looking for like i don't listen i know you can't judge a book by its cover but like if i show up and my dog seems cheerful and he's calm and he's been in the car in the heat for an hour and a half and he's still like in a good place that's awesome like maybe maybe don't assume that i'm like a bad person and that you need to school me on anything all right that's enough of that (laughs) listen the question i wanted to ask you uh that came up for me when you were talking about you and your husband and your relationship and this decision to kind of choose to be together was what kind of role models were inadvertently set for you when you were younger are your parents still together no they're not um (laughs) do you have some kleenex nearby oh i do look there's (laughs) a box right there tears Um, have been shed by me many a time on this podcast um we both come from um, divorced families, although um, my husband, his name is David, my husband David's parents were together for 30 years, and they split right before he and I met. I just spilled my tea, guys. <laughs> Don't worry. Oh, no. Do you want to get... No, I can manage this. Something I can awesome. manage this remote, okay. from here, remotely. Great. Um... So, I'll just have my housekeeper clean it up because I don't have a housekeeper. <laughs> so, okay. So David's parents were together for 30 years David's, and then they called it. I'm always fascinated by couples who stick it out that I long know. and then split, right? I think it might be due to what we were talking about mm-hmm. earlier. about Just the atrophy. Yeah, about of, just things kind of, you know, you're, you're cruising, you yeah. kind of like cruise control yeah. and picking your battles and things are not so horrible. Right. So... So you don't maintain. You don't get in there and really yeah. look at 
dynamics until until so much has happened and or not happened as the case may be that it just feels like you're not the same person and you it's because that's the worst feeling is like the the loneliness of being i think for you know couples who've been together for decades feeling lonely inside of their relationships nobody should have to feel that way to me i know i agree and i think that that is an epidemic (laughs) no it's a good way of putting it um so i think that i you know i i don't know i shouldn't speak for david's parents but um they they were together for 30 years and i think that their life was really about the kids and the family and Mm. when the family when all, all the kids moved out then they kind of had to look at their marriage and it it wasn't the best. So, yeah. um, and my fam- my parents divorced when I was um, nine, and then my my mom remarried. They both remarried, um, but I've I, I've just had a lot of different. I've had some step parents and some just. How about step siblings? Uh, uh, yes, some step siblings too. It's so interesting to kind of navigate all of those. Are you an only dynamics. child? I'm not. I have two brothers. Oh, okay. Where do they fall in age um, from you? They're we're all five years apart. Now. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So your young, your oldest brother is ten years older than your youngest brother. Yeah. And your parents split when you were nine. So, well, my mom was married before. My mom has been married three times. Okay. And so she had my older brother with her oh, first okay. husband. Okay. And then my my younger brother and me with my with her second gotcha. husband okay we, i can't even i'm sure no one got that no no no. so yeah so very, you have one ha- you're, so your older brother's your half brother yes got it see good you're good thanks make it my specialty um, so i think that that's interesting i think that that I, I think being kind of a child of divorce and step parents and um the way you sorry guys my neck is bothering me i really jolie did not know what to expect when she came to this <laughs> podcast there's tea, like, there's I like spilled, to roll, like sometimes I, just, I like to roll I just around on the, the picture. There's spilled tea. I <laughs> know that's been cleaned up. There's Janet on the ground. Yeah. Laying on her foam roller, which yeah. I love. Those are great, by the way. They are great. And speaking my of aging, been giving me some problems again since traveling, probably because it's such, and then this, and then next to me <gasps> is some white fuzz from a squeak toy that, uh, Scott, Scott destroyed. Uh, disemboweled. It's a super classy awesome. joint. I love it. Super classy joint. I love it. Um, okay, so half brother. So yeah, so you're saying so there's different ways of dealing with that. You can you know sort of d- decide that all long like long term relationships are doomed to fail, or you can say it can be like that and it doesn't have to be like that. And I'm making an active choice based on the example that was set for me to specifically it's not true. do that. Exactly. I, and and but there's a little bit of like pioneer in there. Yeah. Because but it's good because. We can, we, uh, we meaning children of divorce and all of that stuff, set parents and broken homes, <laughs> we can kind of find our own way that works for us, which is kind of beautiful, I think. Well, that's true. I mean, it's like, yeah, if you don't have a specific tradition that you're meant to follow, then you can find out yeah. like what actually works for you. Yeah. That's the opportunity. The risk is to in fact just treat the experience you had as a tradition subconsciously and just like create your own version of that over and over, which is probably I'm looking at like the fact that both of my parents never remarried and love living alone. And like, 
I'm, I just love being here by myself. And by the way, I'm very well uh, secure, guys, for all of those of you who are psychopaths. I want you to know I live in a very safe neighborhood with a big dog. I'm about to get a second big dog. You asked why I wanted a big dog? <laughs> Listen, I couldn't. I'm safe as houses here. So just because I live by myself, guys, doesn't mean that I'm at risk in any way, <laughs> shape, or form from being murdered. I think, I think um, being alone is so important, even within a relationship. Yeah. I mean... I, my mom, who's been married three times and is now um, not married, she's uh, lives alone and she's she's just thriving in a way that I've never. I mean, the last decade for her has just been the most. Uh, just she's alive in a way that I've mm. never seen before. Well, it sounds like I'm, I'm always so fascinated by, I think I can understand. And I don't mean, I can't understand the other kind, but I think can understand a little easier, like being married twice because you sort of feel like, okay, well you had this experience. You can take your, your knowledge and your sort of like what you've learned. And you know, if you can work past the vulnerability of the hurt of something dissolving that you meant to last forever, doing it a second time, I get that, but I'm always really interested in people who are able to do it more than two times, yeah. right? Aren't you? I mean, did you sort of have a? Did you ever have that conversation where it, it honestly three times felt like I could do this the rest of my life? Well, I, uh, you mean have I had that conversation? I don't with mean her? to. I, I don't mean to make again. I don't mean to make you tell your mom's story. No, I I'm, just think you know, in terms it's of fascinating. Like, I know theoretically, it's very interesting. Well, I think, I think a lot of women. Um, of our mother's generation. You know, my mom had um, my older brother when she was 18. Oof. And there was just the pressure to get married. And I, so I, th- I don't think that that, I, I think that that was a little bit of a... Yeah. So Not that it young. doesn't count, but it right. kind of doesn't it, count. I, yeah. Yeah. Just sort of, I, I don't, I don't, at 18, how can you, I don't know, go into something really totally believing agree. this is forever. And yeah. Maybe you do, but you just aren't 18. It's okay. Yeah, it's okay even if you think that and you're 18 and then it turns out that that's not how you feel later. That's way more kind of like that's fine than getting married, you know, for the first time when you're 35 and a couple of years later realizing that that's not what you want. Right. I totally get it and I agree. I think that we, uh, we have been lucky enough to kind of not have that stigma of 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 marrying later or not marrying or I, I know, know I'm like mean? I mean basically I'm a spinster at this point like the fact that I'm <laughs> that I'm the age that I am and I've never been married in another like time, time it would have been completely. like oh she's an old maid <laughs> it's I'm but, an old maid <laughs> but it's it's true isn't yeah. that a blessing now that we can it's just such a be blessing we don't have to be that we're getting there. I mean, I think there's still obviously it's like we've come far enough that now the focus has shifted to other alternate, like alternative lifestyles and alternative marriages where, you know, gay marriage is still a hot button, but is improving and trans marriage and stuff like that. Like we've been able to shift focus. Yeah. People have kids and not marrying or, or people never having kids kids and never marrying or whatever. It's so much more acceptable to kind of do whatever you want. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this too. Where were you? Did your did people move around when the divorce happened, or like where were you when you were nine? Um, I I was born in 
raised in Boulder, Colorado. I love Colorado. You're from Arizona, right? Yeah. Um, but I, I spent a lot of time in Denver. You did? I yeah, my Colorado. dad's one of my dad's best friends lives in Denver, so we would go there every summer. Colorado is... It's so special. It's so beautiful. Yeah. I love it there. I have a lot of family there still. That's really cool. Um, I would go... I wish I went back there more now that I'm sort of not... I don't see... You know, I see my dad to see my dad here or in Tucson... But I wish that like, I, I sometimes part of me is like, oh, I wish I could still like go to Colorado with my dad. And yeah. I could, but it just doesn't come up as often. But like, I feel that I haven't been there as often because of that. It's, it's so great. And so you, so, so did you stay in Boulder when your parents split up? I did up? not. I, okay. I, I, uh, I moved to San Diego with my mom Okay. and her new husband. Yeah. Um, so I had the first kind of nine, 10 years of my life in Colorado and very kind of normal, like normal middle class, like, um, you know, family life. And, yeah. um, and then my mom met this guy and we, I mean, they were divorced for a little while. And then yeah. my mom met this guy and moved to San Diego with him and, what did he do that he, she met him? Did she meet him? Like, did he live in Boulder, but then he got a different job that was going to take him to San Diego? Um, no, he was a motivational speaker. I love it. And so his uh, business was out here. It was a very young business. My mom kind of was very interested in that business. And so together they built that business and he was doing seminars and, we're traveling around and um okay. i just i i have i have two very different childhood sounds like experiences it. yeah um did you go with her or were you sort of like dumped off on someone because she was sort of exploring this new exciting life yeah, of travel I mean, and we my my younger brother and i um you know went went to san diego and we were we we were we traveled with them a little bit, but we were in school, so um, we would stay with like you know personal assistants and like nanny. I say nanny, but that mm-hmm. sounds so official. These are like right. kind of like a ragtag group <laughs> of crazy women. Yeah, right. I mean, crazy women. Oh, I don't no. know why. Like, I, I mean, I have a a book or a movie of. Crazy oh, nannies. Yeah. Crazy nannies. Crazy nannies. Nanny be crazy. Dude, crazy nannies. Like we had this one woman who was a um like a very large Jamaican woman. I mean, very large. And she literally her clothes were bed sheets that she oh, would no. that she would wrap around herself oh. and around her head and Okay. Um, I don't actually know what her name her name was because she required us to call her Big Mommy. Okay. She's Big Mommy. All right. And Big Mommy was very religious, very religious. And how long did you have Big Mommy? I don't in your know. Life? This is three extraordinary. Months. <laughs> three months? Yeah. I don't know. But you know what? <laughs> she no wonder you have such three a great wonderful sense of humor. months. Three wonderful months yeah. with her, but she was uh, um, very religious, and I think part of her beliefs uh, included <laughs> that she would not be washing any underwear. That was what? like her part of her. What? 
I don't know. It was just like a boundary that she had. And I feel like it was because of her religion or she blamed it on that or she. That's fascinating. So we had to, you know, we were like in, I think I was in junior high. (laughs) Washing my panties in the bathtub. That's so strange. I mean. I had a crazy wow, chunk Jolie, of years wow, there. Yeah. So, my, you know, they were traveling. There was so much. There was a lot of love there. But, yeah. you know, my mom was. Not a lot of stability it, and no, sort of little, pattern. And there kind was of, a lot of independence. And yeah. in, a, in a lot of ways, I really thrived with that independence. And I mean, I think I'm, I just am an independent person anyway. And I am, I was a really responsible kid. And um, my brother, on the other hand, both brothers were just really got kind of really went off the rails from having the lack of stability. Uh-huh. Um, so did they get into trouble and stuff. They a did yeah. a lot of trouble. And so I kind of was, and you were the middle girl. child. Interesting. Was, yep. Yeah. So, um, crazy nannies, um, crazy. And so and, w- at what point, like when you were in, so you went to high school in, uh, San Diego. Mm-hmm. And so I'm assuming by high school, where did they think you were old enough that you didn't need crazy nannies anymore? Yeah, I mean, my brother was five years younger. My brother was, you know, four or five years younger. So he, there was always someone there to like, you know, (laughs) make him a smoothie in the morning. As long as they didn't have to wash his underwear. My mom, when we moved, my mom became a vegan, like super vegan. That's early veganism. Total early veganism. There weren't that many vegans. So we were weird. And you were the weird hippies. As a kid, as like a little kid, we, you know, it was meat and potatoes, Colorado. Yeah. You know. Rocky Mountain High. (laughs) That doesn't even pertain. There's no, nothing. There's nothing in that song that pertains. Mouth. Right. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um. I didn't illustrate any point at all. I just love it. I just called Rocky out a Mountain song High. by John Denver. That's all that happened. Oh my god, I love John Denver so much. Uh, well, you're required to. You're from Colorado. Uh, love him. Um, I I don't even so. Okay, so there was Where somebody was you weren't the nanny to your younger brother. No, I but mean, was your older brother still at home? I mean, he must have been. How long he, did he live at home? No, he wasn't. He kind of stayed in Colorado with his his dad, okay. and he was, you know, he was like fifteen, sixteen yeah. when my younger brother and I moved. Okay, with my mom. So, so it was he was more a little. You know, he came out you. eventually, but he was he was just really independent and okay doing his own okay thing. so there would be crazy nanny even when you didn't necessarily need crazy nanny as much there would still be crazy nanny around even but there through were high school. also you know there were also some really awesome women that um you know young women who were six seven years older than me who really influenced me i i, I feel i, I was I, I gotta say as much as there were, as much as it sucked that my my mom was traveling a lot, I know she has a lot of guilt about that now, and that's another podcast, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Um. But and I'm very close with my mom. But um, the, uh, I was really influenced by all of those people that were around us uh, that worked for my parents, and I was influenced a lot as as my comedy developed, you know, I mean, there were just some crazy, like washing my, I mean, I am shaped by washing my panties in the bathtub. Totally get it. It's like a 13 And by the way, that's a beautiful dress that you've brought today that you're with. That's a bed sheet. Really well Thank you. You like it? Yeah. It's like a toga. It's great. Um, But there were also some women who, um, one woman who, who was a dancer and she got me kind of into, she started taking me to dance classes and I danced when I was a really little kid, but I I got 
really into dancing when I was in junior high and wound up dancing professionally in New York. And Oh my gosh, from, that's so cool. From I think from her influence, I, I just had some, there's some really wonderful people that were there too. It wasn't yeah. all just crazy people, but there were some crazies. Well, let's talk then a little bit about high school because I'm interested in how those women helped shape that time period because that is such a malleable impressionable time for a for a young woman you know in terms of like were there people that it sounds like you had some of them could be confidants and could you talk to them about like your love life and all that kind of stuff and what kind of kid were you in high school were you popular what was your school like i know you were a weird vegan um (laughs) or were you by then were you sort of your own person well i was Ah, uh, you know, the, the, uh, those are a lot of great questions. So, um, I I was I was a vegan. I but here's the thing, though. Above all, I was a really good girl, mm-hmm, and I mm-hmm. think I derived a lot of pleasure out of being the good girl and being the. St- I was like straight A student, and um, I was the responsible one, and. I always did really well in in school, and so I. Did you have a lot of extracurricular activities? Well, I was dancing by high school. I was dancing a lot, so ballet or modern jazz and tap. Oh, okay, a bit of ballet. I always wished I could tap dance. um, You did. Yeah, you do. I I still do. Yeah, I mean, I I just you should take a class. I know, but um, yeah, I probably should. It's fun. I'm lazy about taking classes. Yeah, I know. Well, you could do it outside. I know you don't like to work out inside. An outside tap class. When I was a little kid in Colorado, this is sort of ghetto, but I had like, you know, my dad bought a piece of plywood. Yeah. And we put it on the porch. That was like my tap. That's awesome. I think that's super cool. (laughs) Oh my God. Your outdoor (laughs) tap. It was almost like a boy to break dancer. But it was kind of warped. So (laughs) it's sort of. it would sort of like teeter totter. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, it's probably not it's supposed so to be sad. like that for you to be able to get good practice oh in. Oh my god! But that's really um, cool. Okay, so you were really, you were like super enthusiastic about dance, and I so was. I you was spent a lot really of time doing that. Like, did so you I take? W- so you took? Did you take multiple classes, or did you just have like a company that you would go dance with when you were in high school? There was a studio that I would go to and dance. You know, take several classes after school, and. um and then when I was 16, I I worked at Disneyland for a little while, for okay. a little minute. I would drive up there. and How long of a drive is it from San Diego? It's like, it's kind of far for a 16-year-old. Yeah. Hour and a half drive. Especially if you're working a shift where like it's the summer and Disneyland closes really late. Yeah, it was, I, I did. I worked, um, I danced in the electrical parade. <laughs> oh my God, I probably saw you Maybe dance you in the electrical Maybe parade. Because I used to go every, oh at gosh. least once a year. You did? Even from Tucson, yeah. Oh my God. The electric, the electric that's my parade. favorite parade like i mean it's listen pretty, it's, it's the best parade, parade they've ever had it's i don't know i've heard parade. the pixar parade's pretty cool but uh but i mean the, i can't believe like i'm being a so snob about it that electrical that parade. music that moog that, yeah, synthesizer music totally. it's so it's like nostalgic Mannheim steamroller that's so is funny. it <laughs> i think it is how do i know that I don't know. <laughs> because you were dancing yeah, in it but that's random anyway so i was very in, i was very involved in dance so much so that i I was really popular in junior high. I was a cheerleader in junior high and I just had a lot of friends and I loved school and I did a lot of things 
I don't know, extracurricular things, I guess, clubs and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then when I went to high school, I think I had some of that holdover popularity, but I never really felt like I, I don't know, maybe everyone, everyone feels like this, that I, I never really felt like I fit in. Yeah. I never really felt like, I mean, I had a, I had a handful of friends, but I think people like, this is a weird thing to say, but I feel like people kind of respected me, but I wasn't really, you know, I would sort of, I was, my life was really about dancing and I would kind of eat lunch alone in my car. Oh, wow. Interesting. Yeah. I just sort of feel like I didn't fit into the high school thing. Yeah. And my school was really um, sports oriented. Mm -hmm, That'll do it. Really sports oriented. And and I didn't play sports and I didn't really, it didn't interest me to go watch sports. And so I felt a little out side, you know, um, uh, what's the word of boys factor into that then? Um, I I always had boyfriends who were a little bit older than high school. Like in their 40s? Just kidding. 40s or 50s. <laughs> and they would complain 40s to me on the about how sore they were when they woke up in the morning. <laughs> and you're like, that'll never be me. <laughs> um, no, I just, I, I did, I think, I don't remember if it was, after Disneyland or before Disneyland, but I worked in a restaurant. I was a hostess at the Chart House. Mm-hmm. I know what that is. You know the Chart House? It's like yeah. a seafood yeah. chain of uh-huh. nice restaurants. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, because so, I think I think it is a nice restaurant considering it's a chain because I think I thought there was only one until somehow I found out like, no, no, no. There's a lot. There's not just one house. Yeah. Chart houses. Yeah, the chart houses. Um, so, yeah, so I started, I started okay. dating a guy who was like a waiter. He mm-hmm. was like 18 or 19 or something. And okay. um, That's not, yeah, that's not so not so old. But I definitely, I kind of, I don't know. I just always felt like I couldn't, I didn't really relate to the people that were my age. And yeah, I don't know. So did you have like, what words, was there, you know, the, the, the the dance person or the somebody who was in your life who was making those smoothies for your uh, brother that you could sort of talk to Uh, or was your mom at all in the picture at that point? Yeah. I mean, my mom was, my mom was around. They just, they traveled a lot, but they were, you know, they were kind of in and out of town. And um, my mom was still a really big influence on me for sure. But it was really cool to have these great young women who were, um, I mean, some of them were performers and that really influenced me. And this one woman, Kelly, who um, I'm still really good friends with her now, a couple of these women, um, but Kelly was really into musicals, mm-hmm. I mean, really into musicals. Mm-hmm. And so she uh, got me really excited about musical theater. And um, so did that sort of end up dovetailing into the dance that you were absolutely. doing? Absolutely, yeah. I wound up going to New York and... Yeah, when how old were you when you went to New York? I was nineteen. Okay, I did some. So you graduated from high school, and then I graduated from high school. I went to Occidental College Mm -hmm. for um, like a semester. Mm -hmm. I mean, very short time. And I kept, I I I went for a quarter, and then I got a call from someone in San Diego to um, and asking me to be in a musical in San Diego Mm because I did some theater, some professional theater, Mm -hmm. when I was in high school too, and. 
Did you ever do anything at the old Globe? I didn't, but I did. I did some a lot of shows at Starlight. Okay, you know, have you ever heard of Starlight? No, I but know. I don't. The only reason I know about oh. the Globe is because like you learn about that when you're yes. in high, when you're in college that's taking true. Shakespeare. They're like, and there's a replica of the old Globe Theater yes, in San Diego. Right. Yeah, San they don't say San Diego. I just wanted to. Oh my gosh. Um, okay, so you so, did some stuff at the Starlight, but it definitely. Um, yeah, I, I I wound up you know leaving college and I just want all I wanted to do was sing and dance and I so sweet I know it's so I think it's, it's great just, that you have that dream I always say to the people who come on the podcast who pursued that from an early age how impressive that is to me because by the time I was 19 I was like so cynical that I was like really I'll never make a living doing show business I might as well oh get excited about something else instead and that's what I tried to do for the longest time I was the opposite extreme to the point where I'm sure it it helped me be kind of successful for a while but i was like i can do anything yeah good for you and i don't well your I, stepfather was a motivational think, speaker yeah, this is true and i think i think that my belief kind of exceeded my talent <laughs> truly <laughs> listen i can I name a lot of uh very famous people that i would maintain <laughs> yeah. that is still very much true about i think i've had to kind of uh, i don't know build that belief up again because i think i did kind of I, I was so po- I was so positive, you know, for so long, and um, after, and I was successful in New York. So then, after moving um, back to LA um, to pursue TV and film and stuff, um, it was just a harder. It was a harder road than yeah. I than it had been for me. You know? Yeah. Well, so. too, and we've all you know, every everybody who lives here knows, like, whatever you're sort of known for. You're lucky if you can apply those skills in TV and film, but you know it's like if you're if the fact that you're like a great dancer doesn't matter to somebody who wants to cast you in a sitcom, it suddenly feels like. But but, but I have this stuff this that, that makes me special that really helped over I here. How, what do you mean? There's point. other people who only have done what they're doing. You know what yeah. I'm now trying to do, and and therefore have more credits or have more, yeah. you know, cachet in some way, but. But you still came when you got... So how old were you when you came out here? 24. Because you've still... I mean, you've totally worked a bunch and stuff. So it's not like I, you... Yes, you know, I've, you I've worked. I've definitely worked. But it's been... But you're not like a household name in the way that sometimes... some in my some house, of Some of our friends... See? On my, every time I get my mail, I feel like a star. <laughs> what? This bill is addressed to me? Um, oh my gosh! I know, and I don't mean to like call you out like you're not no, a household name, but like no, but you know, we true. just we, we mean, both have a lot of friends who are, and it's just luck of the draw. Yeah, it's like well, there's just that one show yeah. that got picked up yeah. that now people know who they are, and like that's how it works. I know, I know, um, it's true. Yeah, that's how Julie and I met. By the way, we met right when I moved here. It was one of the very first things I tested on. It might have been like I the was second trying, or I third was, thing I ever tested on in my was, life. This morning, I was trying to remember specifically I remember exactly what it was because it was so, I was so new to this that I really was like every experience I had cemented in my head because I had so few of, of them. Uh-huh. So now if I've tested, if I tested with someone like four years ago, I'll never remember I what know, it was on. Funny? But this was my first year living. Okay, I think it was my first was year. And how, when did you move here? I moved here in nine, 96, 95, maybe? Okay. I don't know. I moved um, here in 98. Oh, oh, then I, then I guess I moved here. I, maybe I moved here and wait, where did, oh God, nineties, nineties. What am I talking about? Two thousands. I'm talking about 2000. Oh, okay. Sorry. 2006. Okay. Lord. 
96. 2006. But I was like in college and living in Flagstaff, Arizona, probably, or I was in San Francisco. No, I moved here in like 2005 or six, okay. something like that. And, um, and it was for, this is, by the way, I'm sure super interesting to all the non-showbiz people. <laughs> it was this show. I don't remember really the show, but I remember that the casting office was there at the like Sunset Plaza or whatever, where that independent movie theater is and like yeah. CB2 is now and stuff. Yes, that was the yes. casting office. That's where we tested too somehow. Okay. I guess so it wasn't, it was like it was, somehow we tested for the studio like there instead of at a network or at a studio. But, um, and it was some just like one of many, like just a young, a real young mom trying to get by. And like, <laughs> I was you and I think one other person maybe, and you were so nice. And I'm so I had glad. that feeling of like, <laughs> it was, it was that feeling of like, Oh, it, it's going to like, Oh, maybe it'll just be like it's this. Like everyone okay. will be really nice and <laughs> really sweet and friendly. And, um, and then you just became someone that I loved running into because it always just made me feel better. Like it was very That's grounding so nice. to run Likewise, into you. Yeah. I know. I loved, I, it was always like a good omen Yeah, to run into you. Yeah. But that was the only thing I think we ever tested together on, which guys, just so you know, is not terribly unusual, but sometimes when you test with someone for one thing, it means that you guys are very similar or like you have a similar, I, think we're sim- I feel like yeah. we're very similar. I sort of feel like if I now I feel like people try to get enough variety in there that like if you're going to test for something I'm probably not because you're the one testing for it and like they don't need to test both of us because yeah, we're similar maybe. Right. Um, but it doesn't I really can't, matter. I, I, it, to try to figure out what oh please yeah and how little it matters means. in the grand exactly. scheme of things is, is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to get into cootie catcher land. I'm really still trying to embrace that term. It's never really felt right. I, but it's what this is. You know these? Oh, yes. Yeah, I, I love those. Some people call them fortune tellers. I don't like the cootie. I know. Cootie catcher. It doesn't even make sense to me. I, there's no. There's nothing about this process that suggests cooties are being caught. You know what I mean? I, I guess, don't even know what that means. Well, I think it's why, why I'm uncomfortable with it is mm. it's very close to cooter. <laughs> I'll never say that word again. <laughs> Cootie isn't great of a word either. No, it's not. I guess I'm just going to call it the fortune teller. But that doesn't make any sense either because it's not telling a fortune. It's asking you a question. <laughs> this is a total loss, but I'm going to do it anyway. Okay. Listen, I'm not going to abandon this process because it's such so much fun to do. Uh, pick a color. Pink. P-I-N-K. Okay, pick a number. Six. One, two, three, four, five, six. Pick another number. Two. One, two. Last number. Five. Okay. Okay. This is this one's come up before. Uh, describe your most regrettable fashion choice when you were like a teenager. <laughs> I got one. Um, when I was in high school, I had a blazer. I already love it. Oh, it's already funny. Yeah. You had me a blazer. You did have me a blazer. <laughs> um, I had a blazer. Oh, God. The fashion in the early 90s was yeah, bad was news bears. It was rough. Ch- big, chunky socks yeah. with white, white, scrunchy socks and white, LA gear high tops. Oh, yeah. That was more like late 80s, I guess. Yeah. But the scrunchy socks remained. Okay. 
But scrunchy socks held on. Scrunchy socks, yeah. It's interesting because it's like, I do love a leg warmer, to be honest with you, but I don't like a scrunchy sock. But I think that scrunchy socks were sort of mimicking leg warmers. It was like the they, next step after leg were, warmers. You're right. They were but, an evolution. They were like yeah. a, the... <laughs> but I like leg warmers. I can't lie. No. I like them now too, but they're a little ironic. And I think we were doing scrunchy socks right. for Legit, real. For sure. Legit. For sure. Scrunchy sock. Yeah. So... Imagine this, scrunchy socks, jeans, probably pegged. Yeah, we pegged our jeans. What can I say? Blazer. I had this blazer that had shoulder pads, obvi. Yeah, obvi. Please, obvi. And it had like props sewn onto it. What? Mm-hmm. What do you mean by props? It had. <laughs> oh my God, it's like, it's oh, no. so ridiculous. I don't understand. I'm so excited about this. I don't understand the me that thought this was so cool <laughs> at all. But it had like, you know, the, you know, there's like a pocket, on, like a, um, a breast pocket. Yeah, yeah. The breast pocket had a pair of auxiliary glasses. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like Please you continue. Would, that lo- they were sewn in, but it looked like you would just jauntily <laughs> like you had just finished reviewing the, the price list of some original paintings at a gallery with your glasses and you slipped your glasses into your press they pocket. were round they were like a john lennon oh, totally no a john lennon wire totally rim no. deal i think so i were, i before i had real glasses because i needed them in high school i think i wore fake john lennon clear glasses sometimes just because like it's a look oh my god Oh, that I I can so I mean, easy to picture this. So they had gla- you know the glasses uh-huh. were there. They were sewn in. Uh-huh. By the way, this place was a dry cleaner's nightmare. <laughs> How could there be more than that? And I feel like there was something else. I feel like there was maybe a piece of a suspender, but maybe I'm just oh man. There was like a definitely a pocket square yeah. of fabric somewhere. Yep, yep. The sleeves were rolled up and they were sewn that way. Yeah, yeah. And the liner was like maybe pinstriped or something. Yeah. That was bad. God, that's amazing. The glasses that are sewn in. I applaud and embrace you for revealing that fact because that is you're, a you're really welcome. easy thing Thank to picture. You. You're welcome. I Thank don't you. know if we're going to be able to find, you know, there's a Pinterest account that is linked to the JV club. So every guest It's very comes cool. On, I've actually yeah, t- I been there. Pinterest. So now you're going to have your own Jolie so episode. So, but I don't know how easy it's going to be for our industrious um, Pinterest uh, pinners, Jules and Victoria, to find. Well, and so what I would invite is, because I've really been enjoying when people take the time to sketch out stuff, like if someone's bored and they just want to quickly sketch (laughs) out the blazer as described by Jolie, I welcome you to do so. I welcome you to add additional props. I'd love to see what else you can throw on there. Um, It feels like the 2000 version of that would be like a guy's pants that had like a fake chain wallet sewn in. It's like a wallet oh you God, can't ever amazing. take out, but yeah. there's just like, just, even with just a chain, just the chain, just the chain from into your pocket, uh-huh. but then it's sewn into your pocket and there's nothing attached to it. It's just a chain to no show that style. It. Yeah. It's gotta be useless. It's useless. It's not fashionable unless it's completely useless. <laughs> Glasses. Oh my God. Amazing. So Glasses in. sewn in. Sewn in. Did you and ever get fact- it cleaned? Uh, you probably oh, didn't. God, I don't Kids remember. don't know to take stuff remember. to the dry cleaner. I don't remember that. That's too much responsibility I'm sure for a nanny you. did. I'm sure a nanny took it in. Uh, the important thing is you didn't have uh, prop underwear that you had to like carefully hand God. wash. Um, do you know that I have a blog? No, please tell so me I about a, your blog. So I wrote about, I wrote this story on my blog about 
um, about one of my nannies and about this this man that I was in love with who worked at a Mexican restaurant. Love it. And the jacket is actually featured in the story. Oh, okay. What's and the blog? The, the what's blog your blog? is called Joey Cake. Joey Cake. Joey Cake. So J-O-E-Y-C-A-K-E.com. Mm-hmm. It's, it's actually joeycake.blogspot.com. Blogspot.com. We'll Working post that on the, on the right. line too. Right. Or on the- but uh, I, the reason I bring this up is because I wrote the story that included the blazer and um, a friend of mine from high school commented commented to me or emailed me or something and said, I remember that blazer. That blazer was like, we were all so like, I coveted that blazer. Yeah. It was a, I think it was a, a real hit. See? In 1991. Oh my God. I wish I could see. Do you, do you have any pictures oh God, of yourself no, wearing I it? I don't. It kills me that I don't. <sighs> that is a letdown and a half. But I love that it was, it was, it really, um, made an impression oh my god it clearly did that people are still still talking about it people still remember it (laughs) i don't know if i have anything in my wardrobe that's like that but i mean i'm very i'm I'm a little bit covetous now of even just like the fact that it was so memorable that's fabulous where did you get it i don't know nordstrom huh so it wasn't even like yeah (laughs) it wasn't some like schmancy (laughs) place that you went like with your mom in new york city or like yeah what about you? What's your fashion? Do you have? Do I have a regrettable fashion yeah. choice? A lot of. Well, I, actually, I, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to amend that question. Oh, yeah. Do you, in the last, like, like a recent. Like a recent fashion choice. A recent choice. one. Um, I'm sure I do. Uh, I think, in, I mean, in general, recently, anything that other people, in the last 10 years even, anything that, like, other people are wearing that I feel like I'm expected to wear, but I know doesn't make me feel good about myself. I, I would say that I, that falls you into mean that expected category to wear because it's it's in fashion, it's a trend or for yeah. audition or something. Or yeah, I think I think just like there, I think we all still fall prey to. I mean, for me, not so much in the last little while. Um, I think I finally started to like own the fact that like if I don't feel comfortable wearing really, really, really tight skinny jeans because my butt is like I feel like there's a big difference between like my hips and thighs and like my ankles you know maybe (laughs) I'm not the right person (laughs) like everyone but like maybe you know if if I know my body I think you do get to know your body better as you get older and you stop trying to just wear yeah Yeah. you stop trying to just like wear whatever (laughs) is being worn and you start thinking more about like what actually makes you feel like you look attractive Mm -hmm. and fuck whether it's in style or not um but i know that like i mean even when i had what's a good example it's hard because the last 10 years feel like they just went by in a flash it's true um but I will say, oh, here's one. It's longer than 10 years ago, but it's not that much longer. It might be like 12 years ago <laughs> when I was living in San Francisco. I went through a phase. I saw some pictures the other day and I was shocked <laughs> where because this is when I had really short hair. And, I loved your hair really short. Oh, thanks. That's Sometimes how I, met, I think about I cutting it again. No. Yeah. I had short hair for a while too, and I yeah. Okay, anyway, it's tough. Sorry, I go sorry. back and forth. But no, but that's it is. It's I a whole know. separate conversation. But my hair was like even shorter than than it was when I came down here because my hair was like almost sort of a bob by the time I came down here. But this is when my hair was still like boy short and like just sort of like you know little kid like a little boy. You know what I mean? Like you want it to be like messy. You yeah. put a little wax in it, and it's just like puffy and like maxi and weird, right? Same 
So I did go through a phase where I dyed the underside of it like really dark brown and then the top layer of it I dyed really blonde. And it's absurd. (laughs) But I thought it was like pretty punk rock. And I look at pictures and I'm like, that's the worst I've looked of late. Like it was still, you know, a good while ago. But all things considered, that's a it was a strong a, choice. I was just gonna say that's a strong choice. I'll see if I can find a picture. It's pretty bad. You know, I'm like kind of ashamed to put it up on Facebook, but I'm gonna make a note to myself to try to remember to put it up because I, I've made a fool of myself so many times on this podcast. Why stop now? Um, <laughs> hair and hair's tricky, right? I mean, oh god, that's a tricky one. Hair could almost be its own category I know, of like mistakes. It's true. I think we should start a hair podcast. Um, a hair cast. A hair cast. Uh, okay, so now we're going to play a game of MASH. Okay. Um, I'm going to go ahead and start Tradish, which is, all due respect to your husband, in fantasy MASH world. Uh, this could be you answering as your teenage self, like if you remember specific crushes that you had back then, like Robert John Leonard in <laughs> Dead Post Society oh or God, whatever. Yes, that or has to be one. That one I just came oh right up with. Amazing. Or, you know, or if there's like people you have crushes yes. now that, you know, you want to list or both. It could okay. be a combination of both. Okay. How many? Three. Only three? Only three. You know MASH because it's like a category <laughs> oh, right. of three I, I, where... For some reason I thought it was four. I'm going to eliminate... Um, oh, not in this one. Ricky Schroeder. Great. Did Silver Spoons Ricky Schroeder. Yes. Oh my God. Such a crush on him. What a doll. Kirk Cameron, but <laughs> pre-crazy yeah. religious... Growing Pains. Growing Pains. Kirk Growing Cameron. Pains Kirk. Oh my God, yeah. totally. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, I never loved Kirk Cameron. I was always obsessed with Michael J. Fox. I never watched Growing Pains because oh, I was so, so into Family too. Ties. I know. Yeah. Um, let's see. What you said, Robert Sean Leonard might have to yes, be one of them. Yes, he totally okay. has to be the other one. Yeah, oh my he god, was childhood crush. My God, I he was so when I saw that movie. Did you see that movie in the theater? D- died I, right? dying you have to sit there for like 15 minutes after the movie ends to collect yourself yeah because you are shuddering I mean, with sobs god that movie was so good it was so i'm so glad that we were teenagers when that movie came out so that we could experience it as a fresh yeah know, as with all of those passionate feelings as a teenager and i'd like to see it again actually i haven't seen it in a really long time either i hope it holds up Me what too. if we're just rolling our eyes the entire time that's so that's sad when you, that's so that's so sad. Sometimes I, you should just yeah. leave things I alone. I know. But I also find that for me, it's pretty easy to drop back into the person that I was enough <laughs> that I can it. just put blinders on <laughs> yeah. and go, I'm just going to feel how this used to make me feel <laughs> yeah. and fuck everybody. Um, okay. This is good. Um, okay. What about, um, what else do I want to say for you? <sighs> what about if you could get, if you could be back in touch with three nannies, whether or not they're the crazy ones, if it would just be fun to see Big Mommy again, um, if you could just snap your fingers and like you could just be exposed to one of your to, to, to three of your old nannies, which ones would you like to sort of invite back? This is turning into like the ghost of Christmas. I know past. it is the but ghost of Nanny's past. It's the ghost of Nanny's past. It might be fun um, well, for you to re-see some of these nannies. One, the one nanny who who started who really got me into dancing. Mm -hmm. Her name was Christine. Okay. She wound up having to leave because she was like charged for extortion from some other job. And she was like Mm. in a halfway house or something. Oh, Christine. Yeah. I like that. But I really loved her. I loved her so much. And she, um, 
Well, obviously, she had a profound influence yeah, on she you. She really That's did. Amazing. So that was, she would be one for okay, sure. Okay, good. Christine, I hope big. she's not running from the law anymore. Me too. Or you know, in trouble with the law, I should say. I don't think she ran. That was yeah. That's you, incorrect. You turn her into <laughs> this she's super cool on the lamb. Yeah. <sighs> okay, so Christine. Christine. Um, I would say Kelly. Okay. Yeah. She's um still a good friend and oh nice. Um, I would love to see her, and um. You know what? Let's throw Big Mommy in there. Mm-hmm. I wonder where she is today. Big Mom. I really wonder where. I wonder if she's I maybe down Big to Mom. a down to a twin. Maybe. <laughs> Sheet. That is. I hope she's still alive. I hope she is too. Morbid obesity is very dangerous to your health. But I hear that if you don't touch dirty panties, it's extends your, <laughs> it extends your life. She is a fascinating character, Big Mommy. I I do love the idea of you having like. God, if you were a more obnoxious actress, you could do like a one-woman show of, of your crazy nannies. Please don't do that. <laughs> um, because if I were driving down the street and I saw Jolie Jenkins is cr- nanny be crazy on one of those theaters and <laughs> one of those theaters in Theater Row on Santa Monica, I'd be like, oh, Jolie, sweet, what sweet happen? Yeah. Um, okay, what about three careers that are nothing like mm-hmm. this career? I mean, I guess it's up to you. They could be similar to this career if you want, but just something that even if you don't know that much about it it's just like in fantasy world that sounds like yeah. it could be kind of wonderful um i would love to be a chef mm-hmm. i mean mm-hmm. i have a lot of food on my blog i, I write recipes and i do a lot of in oh, fact the, the recipe cookies the cookies i brought today are oh my god on there. I, it, it took a lot of willpower for me not to eat a cookie in the morning and i could have but They're, i had just eaten breakfast so yeah. i wasn't like hungry enough to like really dive in but i can promise you later today it's, it's so happening um, but I really love cooking, and it's kind of a newer passion of mine, you know? So yeah. I, I think it'd be fun to, I don't know. I love it. A restaurant or a bakery yeah. or something. That's great. Okay, what else? Um, this is really random, but um, I, I think it would be really cool to work with dolphins. Yeah. To be like a, a That's not random. biologist. Especially since you, let's face it, of, you, were, you did live in San Diego. That's true. But I think it'd be really fun to be like a dolphin trainer. Yeah. And thirdly, I want to work at Jim Henson. I want to be like a Muppet. Like I want to work with the Muppets. I do. I've had that privilege. I just actually saw that on your website. And I happily take you on a tour. I would die. I would maybe die. Happily take you on a tour of the Henson company. I want to talk to you about that. Um, We can talk about that offline because that can happen like... In the next few days. If we can actually I was going to say, in the next few days, <laughs> plus two months right. to three to four to five months of just having to reschedule constantly. Oh but that, that dream can come true. But you okay. So you'll be working at the Henson Company. Fabulous. Absolutely love it. Um, what about three vacation places that you have like a vacation home? Oh, a vacation home? Mm-hmm. Um, I would say somewhere in the mountains of Colorado. Oh. Sure, like, couldn't agree. But it more. has to be ski in, ski out. Yep. <laughs> oh my! <laughs> if we're gonna, you know, if we're gonna, no, listen, go there. This is, this is your. This is for you. New York City, great. And um, I don't know, somewhere kind of islandy, like um, what's like a remote island? It's not Hawaii. Like it's a Fiji not... kind of a situation or a Bali or a... Let's say Bali. Okay. That sounds 
is that where you where do you find yourself gravitating most if you guys go on a vacation because i never go to islands i know never. you don't i don't go to tropical places, we don't really, really either but i i like the idea of yeah. having a place to just quiet yeah. and we yeah. go to palm springs a lot which i love i mean I do love, you know what? i never take advantage of that it's, it's so, so stupid great. it's great out there yeah plus all your mid-century furniture i know and it's stuff. stupid they have amazing you know the only reason that i don't go out there is that there. it's a desert and i'm from the desert yeah and i just never i'm attracted to going to the desert yeah i understand unless it's sissy's family you know mm-hmm. but um but like at the right time of year when it's mm-hmm. not that hot it's, it's completely it's ridiculous really that i haven't done it that's yeah um okay how about um how about i'd like to try to tailor these categories to like what we've talked about on the podcast but what about um, if you could un? Well, this this will maybe be interesting for you. I knew you just mentioned the dolphins thing, but what if you could understand? If what if you could communicate with a certain like type of animal? Three animals. It would be really cool to be able to like communicate well, with dogs yeah. for sure. Yeah. Even though I do feel like, I mean, don't you feel like you can totally yeah. communicate with Scott? Yeah, I do. But I think it would be really interesting, like especially. If part of the communication could be to know what his dreams are like. I've talked about that on the podcast before, but I would really like to be able to slip into one of those dog dreams and see what's up. Because when his tail is wagging or when he's growling in his mm-hmm. sleep, I'm fascinated. Oh my gosh. Does he run? Lena runs. Yes. And Not she as often barks. As I'd like, she barks frankly. with her mouth closed. Oh, it's that's incredible. So great. I would love to be able to know what she's thinking. Right? Okay. So dogs. Um. Let's throw dolphins in there. Why not? That, I think that's cool. Well, it'll be interesting to see because if your future turns out that you happen to both be able to communicate with and train dolphins, you're golden. That I mean, that would be that would kind of be, make there. me the most awesome trainer ever. It certainly would. Um, and let's see, an animal. Yeah. Opposed to what? <laughs> now I'm curious. <laughs> A rock? <laughs> An alien? <laughs> An alien? Your husband? No, no um, you guys already yes, communicate. Exactly. Um, Let's see. Um, oh God, I think it'd be really cool to communicate with elephants mm-hmm. because I, I've read some things about. My mom has been to Africa and she's talked to me a lot about elephants and yeah, just incredible animals. That's what I also incredible. keep hearing. Yeah, and you're friends with Kathleen Rose Perkins, right? Yes. I'm so I can't. I, I it bothers so me much. so much that I have not met her pet her two pet birds yet. Oh my gosh, her birds are amazing. Oh man, I'm really she's envious. Bird, she's a she's a crazy bird lady. She's a crazy bird lady. She's a crazy I bird lady. Love it. God, I, I love, love that so episode much. of the podcast. I love that you. It's one of my I love that you interviewed her. She's oh my god, it is one of my favorite episodes. She's one of my favorite people in the oh, whole world. She makes me laugh so I hard. I love her so much. You and she are both you. You kind and it makes sense to me that you guys are friends. And I remember thinking that when I found out that you guys were friends, because you both are so fucking funny, <laughs> but you're just gentler about like the way you communicate your humor than I am. And so I always feel, especially cause I'm really in the comedy community. I always feel like I'm so like, wah, 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 like look at me. And then you guys just like nail it with something small that just creeps in. And is so much funnier than like all the like, you know, posturing I've been doing to be like the wacky girl. I just really respect that. Oh, and I admire it so I much. I admire the way that you are. Ay, ay, ay. I do. The it's stuff like that you vaudeville. do takes so much courage I, it does the, the courage you have to make a fool of yourself janet is just <laughs> kudos how kudos. many times have i been on a set thinking i would never want anyone to see this oh wait oh this gosh. is going on television <laughs> it's 
like, oh my god why am i doing uh, a thing on camera that i would never want anyone to see i guess that just means like uh, i'll never watch this <laughs> i'll never watch that i did this or i'll never do show business things again yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh bless your heart um okay what about uh, well, since we talked about, since you got the regrettable fashion choice and stuff like that, what about like a st- like a certain style of dress that could be from like a different era or something that you would love mm. to explore? Like just like a style that, you know, doesn't really make sense for you to prance around in now, but that it would be cool to see. <laughs> Comfort aside, like, you know, no one thinks a bustle is going to be comfortable, but. Um, let's see. Um, oh, gosh, like a, like a. Jane Austen. Yeah. yeah oh, I like gosh, that. Like sort that. of like the sense and sensibility yes, sort of era because they seem, they're very, they somehow seem slightly more relaxed. Like it's not so it's Victorian. Not, yeah. Is that because they were kind of in the country? Maybe. Side note, I'm never afraid to acknowledge how much I love that movie. Oh my gosh. And how much I love Emma Thompson. I know. It's disgusting. I love her so much. Um, okay. So I love that I Jane love Austen that kind era. Of Jane Austen kind of romantic yeah oh period thing love it um and i would say what about like 60s kind of mod oh yeah that's a great one um i think that would be kind of that's one that i'm surprised more people don't bring up because i use i like this category because i like fashion stuff like that and that's actually a really good one. A lot of people go straight to like whatever's on television, you know, which I totally understand, like the Downton Abbey type yes, wardrobe is beautiful yes. or like the Mad Men look. Yes. But the 60s mod, yeah, 60s it doesn't get mod. brought up, but it is. It's such a cool. specific, like just the, even like the twiggy, like the tiny yeah. dress and then like the just crazy, crazy eyelashes and the t- and the super short hair. And like the frosty lipstick. Yeah. And the it's fascinating. White, there are a lot of, a lot of white boots. A lot of white boots. That felt like very white, important yeah, in the 60s for some it? reason. I don't know where that originated, but you know whose look just makes me like bananas and I love it so much is like Mia Farrow, like Rosemary's Baby. Oh, yeah. Like just that wispy, that short, 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 almost like baby's mm-hmm. hair just growing in hair. I mean, you have to be so, what's the word, gammon? You have to be so, like, yeah, wispy gam- to be yeah. able to, like, just, because for me, I feel like, again, because I, like, have hips and thighs and stuff, like, when I have really short hair, I just feel like I have a tiny pin head <laughs> on, like, a, and I'm tall, too, so I just like feel like Beetlejuice. a tiny pin head. Yes, tiny Beetlejuice head, giant regular body. No, come on. Kind of, it's okay. But I know what you mean, because I had really short hair for a while, and I think, like, the, the more petite you are, the better yeah, you can pull that Yeah, it just felt off. it felt like I wasn't that proportional. But having said that, I feel like I have friends who are like completely like vivaciously bodacious and have short, short like pixie haircut, and it. I don't it look works. at them and think you should really grow your hair out Maybe because it balances actual, you more. Yeah. I don't know. It's like just a self perception body dysmorphia thing, probably. Yeah, it probably is. Probably but no one else would think size. it. But that's true. I do have a small. You head. have a kind of a small. I have head. A, I, my head's too small. My feet are too small. <laughs> I got to give both of those enlarged stat. How painful can it be? Oh Not God, that painful. Enlarged. I had an extra flesh added to my skull so that my head seemed bigger. <laughs> That's so weird. Um, okay. Uh, 60s mod. Okay. Oh, I just need one oh, more. One more. Okay. Sorry. Um, I would say, um, oh gosh, I should have been thinking about this before. Um, I kind of like that 50s thing, too. Mm-hmm. I know. It's great. It's very 80s nostalgic. Yeah. For me, that 50s thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. when I was When I was a kid growing up in the 80s, 
I love listening to 50s music. And like Grease and, and Dirty Dancing. Grease and, and, yeah, and thinking yep. about that, like poodle skirts and ponytails mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and Bobby socks and... Yeah, it's it's interesting because it's specific. It's like uh, it's like high school fifties. Yeah, it's not like what right, parents were wearing right. in the fifties. It's like Bobby I, socks I really and saddle felt shoes. Like I, and I missed out. I, I had this I did feeling too. when I was in the eighties that you I. Know, it's you have a really been, good point because I felt like that too. I was like watching Grease. I was like, that's what it's all about. Yeah, I should have been born then. like those the curly flipped yes. ponytail and like you know who's been rocking that? My friend just got a job on Elementary writing, so I've been watching some ele- um, some Elementary episodes. It's the oh, like nice. Sherlock Holmes, yeah. Johnny Lee Miller. Listen, I'm like a Sherlock Holmes buff, so I will not say if you love Sherlock Holmes, watch that show because it's not that's not for okay. you. But she has been rocking this high ponytail that's like got a full curl up at the end, and it's so cute. I, I mean, everything I had, she does is kind of hair. flawless, but yeah, I know. Well, that's how I feel too. But when I see her ponytail, it seems thin. It seems that like she doesn't have like extra hair. thick hair. Let me I don't tell know. you something. Everybody has fake hair. I guess everyone does. Have everyone fake hair. on TV has fake hair yeah. in there. I think you're right. We don't have fake hair in life, you and me. But I have a lot of friends who have extensions yeah, in life. That's what I mean. I don't it's know. Like, I don't trust myself to care for those. I feel like it like just a, takes like nothing for pet. it to turn into like yeah. Barbie hair. Yeah, where you're like, really oh, that's like clearly not for real. Pet. Yeah. <laughs> it is. I can barely take care of my dog, much less the second dog I'm about to get. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay, uh, I've got that. I have two more categories ready to go. Let's do, okay, what about three things that you do enjoy, like drinking, (laughs) that you (laughs) wouldn't have to feel any negative impact from afterwards? Three activities that maybe you don't do as much because of the dehydration or like then you feel bloated the next day or, you know, then you're creaky or whatever that you wish you could Uh, just remove the after effects from. This is going to be easy. Well, champagne great just to make it specific yeah um super high heels oh good one like my sh- my feet suck i have horrible feet women aren't supposed to have to wear shoes like that but, but we get a taste e- for even it beyond and then, that yeah i just i don't my feet are we were dancers terrible. maybe that's i was fine. a dancer yeah. and my mom I, I have like hereditary foot issues <laughs> i should mention that julia has a club foot <laughs> you don't what if you were wearing a toga made out of bed sheets and you had a club foot and you showed up at my house with yeah. cookies? That's all I would love. And Listen, I don't a judge a book by its cover. My bed <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Please, a monocle. Please. The, the bed sheets don't have pockets the same way, so you need a smaller <laughs> piece of eyeglass. So it would just be a monocle. Oh, that's brilliant. Oh, my god. Okay, so champagne, high so heels. champagne, super high heels. Yeah. And, um, oh, gosh, Probably some kind of physical activity because yeah. I really love, I love, I, I like, yeah, if you felt, if you experienced yeah. no soreness or like, mm-hmm. de- like, like it's so hard to breathe or whatever, like rock climbing or something where like you yeah, just, like, you, the physical I, ramifications actually maybe aren't worth it for you, but. Exactly. I, I mean, I, I love to ski. So maybe just to like yeah. ski really hard. Yeah. I get it. And not have any pain. I'm putting ski hard. <laughs> Hard. The, the next sequel to Die Hard is now oh, just Ski, ski Hard. hard. Um, those are all really, really great answers. Okay, this is the last one. Okay. It's not, last but not least. Um, I liked this. Uh, oh, God. it's Okay, here we go. This is perfect. Um, or it's the last thing from perfect. But uh, recently, a new category that came up for me when I had my friend Tina, who's my high school friend, mm-hmm. on uh, that she basically came up with was 
which three Disneyland rides would be really fun if they were like real life adventures? I'm not talking about like <gasps> yeah, the Haunted Mansion great... was made into a movie, but her example was like the Jungle Cruise. Like how fun if that was like oh legit Jungle Cruise, stuff like that. So what three rides legit in Disneyland Cruise. could be like a really fun, like whatever I that means Disneyland to you. Too. Space Mountain. Right? Oh my God, a fun outer space adventure. Amazing. Love it. Um. Oh my gosh, I love Space Mountain so much. I just realized I, this. I don't usually like over answering to other people's math questions, but I just realized that Peter Pan would be one for me because when you're flying in that oh ship my over, the, over the city, that has to be one. If that let's was put real, it in. I'm so glad that. Oh my gosh, you that's amazing. Now I can live vicariously through you. You know what would be game. an awful one? Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. Oh my god, it would be terrible. And the teacups. Like, why? Why would you be in that? Why would that have to happen to you? That's like That's in awful. real life, it's torture. Right. In real life, you'd be tortured oh by teacups. Oh my Mr. god, Mr. Toad's would be super stressful, would be and you end up evil. in hell. <laughs> oh, that's great. Um, okay, all right. But I would say, you know, what would be really fun. Dumbo. Oh, that's a great one. You would be on an elephant flying. Oh, that's so good. Okay. God, I'm so into this category. Thank I God love I pulled it, it out at the last minute because you worked at Disneyland. That's the only reason I thought of it. Okay, tell me when to stop. Okay, stop. Okay. One, two, three, <laughs> four, five, six, seven. I realized, by the, way, by the way, guys, for the Clea Duval episode that I forgot to actually do the number, number counting online with you guys. Rest assured, we did do it offline. But uh, right now I'm looking at seven. I'm going to pause this and come back with Jolie's for sure 100% confirmed future. Okay, are you ready? I'm so excited. Okay. I can't wait. Oh, what do I want to start? Where do I want to start? Um, okay, the first thing I want to say <laughs> is that I'm very excited because although soon I will be taking you on a tour of the Henson Company, not long after that, you will be taking me on a tour what? of the Henson Company because it turns out you're going to be working with Jim Henson's, probably not the Muppets because the Muppets now belong to ABC, but Jim Henson <laughs> Puppets. The oh Jim my Henson God, Company. I'm so excited. Okay. So congratulations on that. Thank you. Um, I can only assume that the schedule is flexible enough or maybe you, it even takes you to, to, to New York to do a little work, but you certainly have an extra place there. You have a beautiful apartment in New York Great. that you own. So you can go there for work or for pleasure. Love you it. bought it as a vacation place, <laughs> but goodness knows there's a lot going on in New York. Perhaps you end up working on some puppet stuff there. Hard to say. Um, <laughs> I don't know where the location is that you're able to s- communicate with dolphins. It's probably not New York. Maybe it's out here somewhere. You know what? Maybe but know it's that you have that option. Maybe it's yeah, just, could be from anywhere. Right. Please, could be from right. anywhere. Maybe could it's be, Skype. It, <laughs> Listen, technology mixed with your Look. skills, the sky's the limit. The Skype's the limit, I should say. I need to be excused. Um, maybe you're communicating with dolphins from great heights as you soar over the streets of London. What? Because Peter Pan came true. Will you come with me? I would be delighted. Oh I can't wait. We can go to Never Neverland. I can't wait. I can't believe we're going to be flying across the sky in one of those ships. That's gorgeous. I, I'm speechless. Yeah, that's a good one. That's this a is good really, one. really, really, really so good. You I probably it. should have said that for last. But um, I do want to reassure you that uh, if you're not feeling like you're getting enough exercising, exercising your mind, communicating <laughs> with the dolphins, or exercising your sense of adventure, you also can ski as hard <laughs> as you want. Never get sore, never break a bone. Oh, I can't wait. 
Just but I'll be, you I'll be in flats <laughs> and I will be drinking tea, but I'll be skiing Correct. Hard. Correct. Awesome. Um, <laughs> yeah. So congrats on that. Uh, maybe you change out of your skis to put on your fifties poodle skirt and your saddle shoes and your little white socks because you're getting the opportunity to enjoy that all over again. It kind of sounds like it might be a weird sex thing with you and your husband, Ricky Schroeder, but I don't know. I mean, this is a kid who like rode around on on a train inside his own house. So it wouldn't surprise me if he had like a thing for, Old 50s style sexy stuff. And just kind of pin up too, rides. which will be fun for I mean, you. And rides. I know. You guys are going to have a really good time yeah. together. I do feel kind of bad for David. But if David gets lonely, he can always chill out <laughs> with big mommy. Because <laughs> baby, she is back. Oh yeah, my God. That's your future. You know what? That's all the elements of your future. I think if she did come back, he would be pretty grateful that i <laughs> actually will wash his underwear that's you know true. I mean, like, not that's by true. hand yeah but... in the bathtub mm-hmm. oh my god no i mean you know that i think he'll, he'll i think he'll appreciate that i do his laundry if like, he yeah. if you know big mommy came he'd be... exactly he'd st- finally he'd have something to compare it to yeah, and realize how exactly. lucky he truly is <laughs> jolie this has been so much fun so much I'm fun. so glad we finally did I this love i love you yeah wait to eat my cookies i'm so excited for you too and i think you need to be a part of me meeting kathleen's birds i think i can make that happen. so we've got the bird the date and then maybe kathleen wants to come on the henson tour too so we can yes, have double girl, two girl dates Let's do it. I love it. Okay. We've done this. We can do anything. Uh, This is true. Um, And so, guys, we'll post also on uh, the Nerdist site and on the Facebook site and on Pinterest. We'll put uh, Jolie's blog up so you have a chance to check that out. And um, I guess that's it for this time on the podcast. Thanks, Janet. I bid you all farewell in a very formal Jane Austen-like manner. A good day to you. As always, the JV Club theme song is Back Before We Were Brittle by The Amazing Say Hi. Now leaving Nerdist.com. Thank <laughs> you.